Welcome to Hair Talk. I'm your host, Carrie Colts. I'm so excited to share my next guest with you. Her name is Irene Rivera. She's a hairstylist here in Seattle. She specializes in naturally textured hair. She is hilarious, genuine, fun. We had a great discussion. We were uh, talking with Linda, who is my co-host sometimes, and um, Leah Tucker, who is our sound engineer. And we set up um, a little podcast studio in my hair studio, and it was super cool. I'm very excited for you to hear what transpired that evening. Hope you enjoy the show. All right. So we are here today with Irene Rivera. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Hi, girl. Thanks for having me. So delighted. Like when I was walking up, I was like, who, me? (laughs) (laughs) Exciting. Heck yeah. It is. It's fun. It is. I love this space too. That mirror is incredible. Oh, thank you. The statement mirror. We are recording in my studio today and I've got my co-host Linda. Hi guys. And our sound genius, Leah. Yes. And um, our guest, Irene, we're super happy. Um, So, Irene, tell me about yourself. So, I started doing hair in, like, 2005. Mm. And I went the route, because I was kind of a young mom, I needed a little help from parental stuff. I ended up moving to the Tri-Cities where my folks live. I'm sorry. I know. (laughs) You know me, though, I can actually make friends anywhere. So, it actually works out. It's so true. It's true. But... Mom and dad helped me a lot with Raj while he was little, so I could go to school. As we know, it's like eight-hour, nine-hour days, mm-hmm. and then I worked on top of that for part-time at a salon. So I really dove into the hair industry right yeah. off the bat, school, and then to the salon where I did retailing, and I was a cashier at mm-hmm. Northwest Beauty in the mall. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I can say I worked at the mall. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Traditional school is a Redken salon, so I a lot of shades, color fusion, um, all the Redken back bar. And then Northwest Beauty was also Redken. So I pretty much had that basis. Um, so you know Redken really well? Not anymore, because I haven't <laughs> worked with did, them. Though. I did. Yeah. I used to. Yeah. But since then, we've kind of had the joy of bouncing around a little so I've worked with every product line I feel like Mm -hmm. after that I actually did a year at Supercuts and they're Paul Mitchell so I learned Paul Mitchell Mm -hmm. color there and then from there I think I met Emmett at Vasuda Salon Uh uh-huh tell me about Emmett he was more my actual mentorship and apprenticeship Mm -hmm. so he came from original Horst Minneapolis, the guy who started Aveda. So back in the horse days, I think it might have been like a similar basis to Gary Manuel because mm-hmm. I think it all kind of started with Horst Reckelbacher. I can't I can't pronounce his name correctly. He's like a Danish guy. Oh, okay. Might have passed away. I've at never this heard point. this story before. So um, Emmett was my mentor for years. I worked at Vasuda for like five years. And, you know, you go through, like, an apprenticeship for, like, nine months to six years. Yeah. 
Yeah, it can really go a long time. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like there is where I really kind of learned to do hair, you know? Yeah. Like we went to hair school, got the basics, but when you're in a salon, and you know, sure, I worked at Northwest Beauty, but I feel like I wasn't exposed to a lot of trends and you know, it's just kind of like learning how to do clipper cuts and yeah. When and I got to Vasita, working on your speed, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. That was kind efficiency. of efficiency. Mm-hmm. That's because that's how you make money back mm-hmm. then, and well, well probably now today, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> staying on time and and trying yeah. to shave down by being efficient is always good. But yeah, and his background too was very diverse because not only did he do horse, but he did Dudley's. I want to say it's North Carolina, which is all black hair styling. Mm-hmm. So he has a very diverse background. In turn, I learned a lot of diverse hair, which that's like, amazing. Like going back and saying, I feel like I learned how to do hair through him. Like it was a real blessing because otherwise, I don't think I'd ever even learned how to do my own curls. You know, yeah. Like it really takes uh, a certain touch, you know, or it's different. Yeah. It's very different. And a lot of what I was doing was just, you know, everyday straighter hair types. And mm-hmm. it's a whole different focus. It really Completely. is. Completely. Yeah. So, yeah, I worked with Vasuda for many years. And then I think a very typical story, too, of hairdressers is when you're working at a commission salon and you've been there for so many years and you're still, like, scraping by you meet independence and you're like, oh, I see the other side of the coin. I want the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, how would you guys feel about independence? You know? And I, I pretty much got shut down, which is okay. So you were asking to like rent just a Just kind booth? of seeing what they would feel like uh-huh. if it, it could be an option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time... Not really. So that was where I kind of hit the crossroads. Yeah. Do I want to continue this or move along? And I chose to move along. You know, you take the leap. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. after so many years. And if you're booked and you're still not making enough money to feel comfortable, you have to move on at some point. Yeah. I mean, I should hope people have the confidence in themselves at one point to just be like, you know what? I'm worth it. I'm going to I'm going to try yeah. yeah. And it's terrifying, as we yes, all know. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm probably going to have to get a job as a server again, you uh-huh. know, which I did end up doing down the road, you know. I think we all kind of like do side gigs here and there. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> like Carrie Colts doing and, a podcast. <laughs> right. Well, honestly, that's how I met Carrie because then I went to Salon Siba House of Style. Uh huh. In Belltown. That was my first uh, indie contracting. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And then And you didn't really have any bumps in the road, did you? Like well, as far as when you started your business? Oh, how was bumps that in the road? <laughs> the whole I mean, thing was a rocky road. <laughs> You held it together well. <laughs> yeah, well, you know how hairdressing is too. It's kind of like fake it till you make it kind of stuff. And yeah. it's like even when you don't feel secure, you better put on a happy face, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, even to these to this day, it's like, oh, my gosh, there's, you know, kind of going back and forth, too. So I had worked for Herbivore Botanicals for, like, almost three years just recently. And just in May, 
did I decide to come back to hairdressing yeah. more full time. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in another reestablishing place now. Mm. Which bumps in the road. I'm like, well, let's see how this goes. Well, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I feel like your books are filling pretty decently. It's one of those industries, too. It's, like, terrifying but also humbling because mm. when you reach out to your core clientele or, you know, people you used to see and then they show up for you, you're just like, <laughs> oh, my God, they really do like me. And they have been happy with me all these years. And as soon as I was like, hey, I'm doing hair again, they were like, thank God. Yeah. They're like, where have you been? Right. And I'm like, oh, I was kind of taking a hiatus because, yeah. you know, it can be high stress and... Yeah. To be honest, when I got the opportunity with Herbivore, it's the Bennies and they had these packages and I was like, wow, medical benefits that they pay for. It's like a little bit of a dream. And it kind of was because it turned out <laughs> to have its pros and cons. You mm-hmm. know, like I did have the great Bennies for a bit and it was super cheap, but I also wasn't making the kind of money we do in hairdressing. So it's yeah. pros and cons. So Right. <clears throat> So that's why I'm back. <laughs> yeah, she's back. I'm back. She's back. So Thanks was so. your main reason for taking the leap and going to herbivore for a bit? Was that mostly for benefits? There was a lot going on. And when we worked together, too, I had an injury, a back injury that laid me out for like a month. Mm. And when you're an independent and you pay for everything and you're not generating income. Scary. I took a hit. I really took a hit. And I think it was, like, the fear and just all the PTSD of having the injury where I was like, oh, when someone offered me that, I was like, someone take care of me. Yeah. And they they took care of me for a while. And so they played their part, which I appreciate. You know, looking back, I'm so happy. But also, I really wasn't making a killer living, you know. Mm -hmm. Sure. There's much more opportunity with hair. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there was a little bit of that stress. That when I got the chance, I was like, yeah, sure, it sounds great. I'll take a break. And hairdressing can be really high stress. So I think I was just ready to step away for a bit. But I was still doing hair on Saturdays, so I never totally let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was good, though, because I think also when you do step away from something and you can look at it in a different way, you appreciate it so much more when you come back. And yeah. so coming back now, I'm like like humbled but also I'm like oh thank god thank god I always have this to fall back on yeah you know a lot of times in COVID times everyone I know is getting laid off yeah Mm -hmm. like we're so lucky that we can be like well I still have a license and I can do hair we can fall back on these things you know right right that's true so yeah do you feel like you missed doing hair during your not really because I kind of always was doing hair Yeah. yeah And, like, in between, you know, I still kind of do house calls for, like, my, uh-huh. my I always friends, give her like, a little COVID friends. Comes in. Like, I kind of want to go to the salon or, you know, my schedule doesn't line up. So, there. And I'm such a pushover, as we know. I'm always like, sure, fine, I'll do a house call. I'm like, <laughs> she comes in and I'm like, you're not doing another house call, are you? She's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Irene, get them in here. You I pay know. for this space. Healthy boundaries. I right? Know. Uh, boundaries. What are those? <laughs> and that's a that should be a whole other topic on your show boundaries let's talk about boundaries <laughs> i mean it comes Client up it comes every up time yeah it so. comes up a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I don't know what it is about us, but we tend to put ourselves last. Always. Yeah. Yeah. People pleasers. Well, I feel like part of it is you're trying to hustle to build your business and that becomes such a habit of saying yes, because that's, that's what true. you do to build your business. Right. And then it's a habit and it's mm-hmm. hard to break that habit, especially when those clients are used to you bending over backwards. Mm-hmm. And oh, so yeah. it's just an easy pocket to fall into because we trained ourselves to do that for so long so we could build right. up. Take it while you can. Take it while but you can. But now we don't know how to say no. Oh, I'm learning. And it's beautiful. I'm learning too. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's, a, I'm it's a slow a learner thing. though. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm learning. 15 years later. And it's so funny as a hairdresser too, like, this is the first time in my life I'm like virgin because like I always die. Virgin always hair. This. Virgin hair. She virgin means virgin hair. hair. I'm a born again virgin. <laughs> but um, as a hairdresser, I am so low maintenance. So yeah. when I'm dealing with very high maintenance clients, it's so funny because I'm like, I get a haircut like twice a year. <laughs> so funny, but terrible. Also context, my hair is very curly. So if I cut it too often, it just shrinks up, you know, and if I want like, I got to stretch it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very different texture. It just shows, though, that you are such a people pleaser because she'll make an appointment for a regular haircut with me and she will wash and detangle her hair. And then she's like, oh, I'll style it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This is your classic hairdresser behavior. Very classic. Classic. Don't worry about it. I got it. Going home with foils in the hair. (laughs) Oh, totally. I'll just rinse it out at home. That's not (laughs) terrible. I think it's a girl thing, too, just because we've been trained that way. But. Oh, well, yeah, it makes me feel like either. someone made you feel bad about you having really curly hair. Or just, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, if we I can mean, step there's back, that. Because that's a whole nother episode of just like growing up and feeling like I'm not within the norm. Yeah. And everyone's going to mention something about it oh every step of the way. My whole life, even to this day. Aren't you going to brush your hair? I'm like, do you want me to brush my hair? Do you know what's going to happen if I brush my hair? Do you really think I'm going to look more kempt after I brush my hair? Because you're in for a surprise. Yeah. Oh, there's so much of that my whole life, yeah. for sure. But, um, yeah, I think just as far as, like, people-pleasing, too, like, it is my personality. I don't want to burden anyone. So if anyone's like, oh, I feel this for me, I'm like, okay, abort mission, abort mission. You don't have to do anything for me then. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know what that is. I'm just like, who knows? You know? Yeah. Some of us are like that. That's why we're hairdressers. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's true. It would be we wouldn't we wouldn't survive in a cutthroat corporate atmosphere. <laughs> what if you worked in a commission salon that gave you flexibility on your days off and your your times that you're working? Depends on that like, percentage. <laughs> yeah, it really depends on the percentage. Mm. And it's still hard. I feel like I would hustle under the table without a license before I yeah. do that or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't Sometimes know. I think about getting that national license too. Like, is that still a thing? I don't know. Where you can go to school for a little longer and then get covered across all of the USA? I didn't know that that, that existed. Is that a thing? I didn't either. Hmm. Maybe that's just in other industries. I thought maybe it was. A, <laughs> What's up, Leah? That was, is that a hairdresser thing? Am I making something up? We could be. Is there? You could be. Does your license only work in one state? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And every state has different requirements. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to maybe you'd have to do like I think I I read one, I think Maine has like 
the the most hours and the hardest tests or something. Okay. Um, so maybe you would have to like get up to main standards to be I able to go across. I mean, beauty school is based on hours that you mm-hmm. put in. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like, though, if you come from a state that, say, you know, you only had to do 1,600 hours mm-hmm. in beauty school and you're moving to a state that requires, like, 2,000? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been doing hair for 12 years, so does that count? I think 20,000 hours. That is a million. Yeah. It should count, but I'm not sure if it does. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it can be difficult to yeah. transfer your license to a different state. When I was in school, actually, I feel like there was a student who was a hairdresser for years, but she had moved to Washington, so that's why she went to the school, because she had to... I don't know if maybe some of her hours transferred over, but she did have to get a Washington State certified, you know. I would assume they would just have to take, like, the practical exam over or something. That's what I would think. Even that is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like a racket. Yeah, It's all a racket. Yeah. It's all a racket. Is hair really different from state to state? No. Seriously. No. But, yeah, standards, I mean. Standards are. Standards, And that's what the test is. It's safety and sanitation. Right. It has nothing to do with really the skill that you put in. Right. It's really about making sure you've got the Because we all know those mannequin cuts were terrible during the practical. (laughs) (laughs) No one got that haircut in real life. No. Like the round layers on top, we do everything at a 90 degree angle. And then the bottom, we did like a razor cut. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a bouffant. Mullet. A mullet, yeah. Nice. A mullet. Is it like a, a Carol, Carol Brady type of thing? Oh. Kind of, yeah, because yeah. the razor cut was at the bottom, so it would get yeah. really flippy with the layers. Oh, yeah. And then with it was space. just nice and round up top. Wow. Yeah, Which actually is kind of popular now. It's very maybe. popular now, yeah, so maybe people are crushing it. I've seen some hard mullets. Actually, my friend has a really hard mullet right now, and I'm like, it's a hard mullet, like yeah. straight from the '80s, cut from okay, like, Billy Ray. Not that hard, not that hard. But it's like, <laughs> if I could show you a, a picture, I'll show you a picture later. There's nothing Describe soft it. about it. It's like <laughs> a lot of extremes, like hard lines, screaming the '80s. Just, yeah. Is it like yeah. shaved on the sides, but then down the back, just like super tight and kind of puffy on top, and yeah. then. Just a square. Ooh, yeah. But my friend is a fashionista, so she pulls it off, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it's all like, who's wearing it? Right. Because like, you can It put... has to go with the rest of you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And some people can really pull anything off, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, this is how my friend is. Just like, I don't know how you're doing it, but you look pretty amazing. But that's a hard mullet. But if <laughs> anyone else had that haircut, it would look probably pretty rough. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why I always had like kind of a hard time when people like, you know, a mom, a fellow mom dressed in yoga gear, you know, telling me she wants to be edgy. Oh, I, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what edgy means to you. Totally. Can you do that, Carrie? Do you know how to do edgy hair? Like, you're going to have to show me a picture. Let's shave this half. I know. Like there's, leave this. There's edgy. That's, that's what I think of as edgy, but I did not picture her shaving the side of her head. Yeah. We're just going to do you like Robert Smith. Yeah. Is that edgy or is that just disheveled? I don't know. I don't know who that like is. Just wild. That's the cure. Uh, from The Cure. Oh. Just he like had the black hair and it kind of went crow's up. Nest Sorry, guys. Like I'm a little younger. Crow's nest. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Now, Robert Smith. 
Yeah, what is Rude. edgy? That's a great question. That's mm-hmm. a whole other topic, too. It's, what is edgy? It's hard to... Depends on the human. It, it really depends on boundaries. the human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it seems to get thrown at me, like, do you know what edgy is? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Edgy, when people say that, it's them having an identity crisis. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, I'm feeling like a mom because I am a mom. Uh-huh. And I don't want a I mom don't haircut. Want a mom haircut. I, I want like to feel young and hip and sexy haircut. again. Yes. You nailed it. Yeah. That is like, exactly what she was. For that's sure. This particular person that I was. That's not necessarily edgy, though. I'm like, young, it is hip not and sexy. Nec- it's not edgy. Like, that's true. <laughs> yeah. What but, constitutes a mom haircut? That's I have thing. a mom haircut right I now. I feel like everyone can have a mom haircut. Anyone can I have a mom have haircut. Like round layers. It really it's not like I'm... mom jeans where you know exactly what that is. <laughs> a mom haircut is any haircut. Yeah, I know, anyone really who feels like a mom wearing that haircut. Like, I know. Well, my friend who has the hard mullet is a mother. And she's got a hard mullet right now. She's yeah. the mother of a yeah. two-year-old. And I don't feel like that's you... mom hair. Apparently that's mom hair. I yeah. don't feel like you have mom hair. I mean, Cause I, I make I it cut look it, good. So. <laughs> but I mean, I truly just have like kind of like round layers, right? Or right, yeah, <laughs> sure. One eighty layers. Yeah, one eighty layers. What's a round concave, layer? concave layers. A round layer <laughs> is follows the shape of the head. Yeah, yeah. follows like the shape of the head. Degree. So like you're pulling degree. it all out like at a ah, ninety degree directly angle directly from mm-hmm. each. So you're getting kind of a rounder shape on top. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because it's just gonna follow the head. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mom hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I mean, take a break. Okay. okay. This episode is brought to you by Style Sharp Shears. Visit stylesharpshears.com or follow Trey at Style Sharp Shears on Instagram. He'll hook you up. He's the best. You won't be sorry. Tell him Carrie sent you. All right, we're back with Irene today. Um, I was going to ask you some questions about what you think about the cosmetology industry and um, how it's changed over the years and maybe since you came in in 2005 maybe it hasn't changed as much as like when I came in in 1989 Mm -hmm. (laughs) right because things I think for me have kind of been about the same so Mm -hmm. like back in the day foiling wasn't even a thing okay but now foils have always been a thing for us you know right I've definitely used a cap but, what um, about social media? How is oh my gosh, that's huge. How has that changed? Yeah, and it's funny too because I think that is one thing where I did start before that was a thing. Because now that it is a major thing, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm, I'm always yeah. like, "What? Taking pictures, making videos? Who has time for that?" Number I'm the one, the worst at that. <laughs> but also, I'm like. We're already so busy during the day. How are you guys uploading and editing and like doing these? I don't How? know. I know. I guess that's a question for Rebecca. I know. <laughs> She's good too. I know. I see hers and I'm like, ooh, you make me want to get a balayage. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> she has fun with hers and she's been like playing with TikTok and making yeah. cute little videos. 
I do want to say, and maybe I'm wrong, but, like, it's the new generation. They mm-hmm. were, like, born with this innate, like, thing. Like, yep. it's hard for me, for sure. Like, you've yeah. all seen my Instagram. Do I have any hair posts? <laughs> no. <laughs> I hear you. I'm like, when was my last one? Oh, at least a year ago. Like, okay. I took a picture mm-hmm. of the foil I did tonight, but I think that's the only picture of any clients I've took besides Mel the other day. But, like, I never think about it. Yeah. Gotta make extra time to like focus and oh, can I take a photo or can I make a? Yeah. But yeah, but as far as like me joining the industry ages ago or whatever, I feel like for me it hasn't changed drastically because you know, well, besides like specializing in texture for a while, but back in the school days, I did perms, I did like event styles and whatnot. I'm still doing perms. And event yeah. styles, you know, and I know a lot of stylists when we left were like, I'm never touching a perm rod again. I'm only doing balayage. That's the only thing I'll do, you know, because it's so trendy. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not that girl. I'm totally like, no, I'm into it. You want a perm? Okay. <laughs> and like, I like to be a Jill of all trades. Like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I like to get my hands into everything. Yeah, me too. I don't just want to do balayage all day. Yeah. Sure, it's fun. And it's a decent money maker, but like monotonous. It gets a little monotonous, and it's like, okay, I only need three products because I'm gonna use like a similar toner for every single body, you know? Right. You want to be blonde? Cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, of course, there's so many varying ways you can do it, but yeah, yeah, I do actually like to do some of those services that other stylists would look down on, you know, mm. or whatever, you know. Some people like to be high and mighty about whatever, but I'm always like, whatever, sure, let's try it. Yeah. I'm down. Want yeah. to? Would you? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I'm not high and mighty about not doing perms. I am humble and know that I'm not good at doing perms. <laughs> so I send my clients who want perms to you <laughs> right next door. <laughs> Perfect. That works out great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So would you ever be um, open to maybe teaching a class on some natural textured hair or like for fellow stylists? Yeah, for sure. Even just like a simple class in like defining coils. It sounds Uh like something that people do every day, but even just a little tip of, oh, this is what I do and it tends to work. Sharing those little tips can change the game. It can, like, really be like, oh, my God, I've never thought of that. I mean, that's what I do for my clients. I'm like, well, this is kind of what I do. Mm -hmm. And I've experimented several times with these kinds of things. And this is kind of a tried and true method. And that's kind of what I do with my clients. Yeah. Like, you know, this is what I do. Tell me if it works for you. Right. You know, we do that as stylists. We kind of educate our clients so that when they go home, it looks great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want them to go home and it looks insane. (laughs) Yeah. Right, right. So... You know, I think we kind of educate all day anyway, so it would yeah kind of just be like me. It would be like that. A client, yeah. Um, a stylist reached out to me uh, through Instagram and told me about this uh, community thing that she was doing, and so she was getting um, specialists like yourself, and and then putting events together that were community based with other hairstylists, like say in West Seattle. I love this. And having a host salon. And have one night where you would teach a class to our neighbors in West Seattle who want to learn and for free. Everything's for free. And then somebody else has a specialty and they host a night and teach 
I love the idea of Isn't that. Doesn't that sound good? It's just like community building too. Yeah. And like, let's be honest, networking is everything. Who you know mm-hmm. will get you everywhere. Oh, yeah. So the more people you know and the more tricks you have in your pocket, I love the idea of that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Especially in West Seattle too. I mean, we're yeah. small but mighty because there's actually a lot of salons out here. Mm-hmm. And now that the bridge is closed and just with the traffic that is Seattle, like... We don't feel isolated. Yeah, I don't want to go anywhere. We're an island. I love that I've consolidated everything here now, too, because since May, I don't go downtown anymore. I don't go to the ID anymore. And I'm like, my stress levels, everything is simplified. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Everything got cheaper, but I'm still charging the same amount so well you have more <laughs> education and you should probably be charging more anyway right but at least true. now you're losing less money yeah that's right true. look at it that yeah, yeah i love that too because you know just sharing our you know what we know without the added cost of classes because we know classes are very expensive but like just kind of gleaning things off of things is wonderful leah did you have something that you wanted to ask um yeah i have a few questions oh a few questions. A few questions, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the difference between independent and commission work for those of us who aren't in the business? So a lot of times getting into the industry, you'll work at a commission salon because they're already established and they feed you clientele. But in return, you're only going to get a certain percentage of your services because that's going to go back into the salon to pay for all your back bar, so you utilities. Get a, you get a commission. You get 50% or lower of what you bring in. Yeah, 50%. 50%? Oh, what? That's high. Well, that's, that's amazing. In my day, it was 50%. Okay. Um, and then, well, when I worked for Hairmasters, which is a commission salon, um, if you made more than your breaking point, which would be, uh, I think, the hourly rate or something, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the more you made, the higher your percentage went. Mm-hmm. And so it was just incentive to work harder and do yeah. more. And did they they paid you hourly? They would have to pay you at least hourly minimum wage. Oh, gotcha. Um, just for being there. But a lot of times, if you were working and you were steady, you were over that mm-hmm. pretty easily because the minimum wage was pretty low. Right. Yeah, yeah but like some people, people love that stability mm-hmm. to know that even if they had a dead week, they'd still be getting a base pay mm-hmm. rather than at a booth renting salon or independent, you're shelling out rent for the month, whether you're there and busy or not. Yeah, oh, exactly. Gotcha. So there, I, there's more payoff, but there's more risk. Mm-hmm. Is there a standard rental Booth rental is there an uh, industry standard or no? It depends on the area. I, I mean, yeah. it's kind of like your house rent. Uh, I mean, what okay. is what does the property look like there? Right. Um, and what yeah. sort of amenities does the salon provide for you? That yeah. they that's kind of their hook. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. a lot of times it's really nice things like a receptionist to answer the calls, help yeah. you, sure, yeah. like yeah. manage your clientele, uh-huh. do the laundry, clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like when you're doing more indie stuff, it's like you're doing everything. You're cleaning. You're doing all the dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always a point of contention in a salon is who's doing who's cleaning the toilet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss my receptionist sometimes because like I'd be like, 
Galen. Having a receptionist is amazing. Not coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's that's one thing I do say. Like, if I were to call in sick, I'd have to call the six people on my schedule that day, and not Mm -hmm. just one person to take care of it. So that's rough. Yeah. Like you're you're already sick and don't feel well, and then you have to call six people and make them upset Mm because they're not getting Mm -hmm. their hair done. Mm -hmm. And then you have to find somewhere to put them. Mm-hmm. when you're already busy. Right. So that's why we usually just work while we're sick. Right. Yeah. But we can't do that anymore. It's changing, changing now. now. Yeah. yeah. Can't do that anymore. Just so healthy boundaries. Favor. Yeah. We're sick. We'll call you later when we're feeling better to reschedule. And I'm sure mm-hmm. everybody's like, no problem. Yep. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Everyone's yeah. It's much more, more accepted. <laughs> much now. easier now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, my next question would be, what is the farthest distance a client has traveled to have their hair cut by... That, that's a good one. I, I have gals one. that are coming from Auburn right now. <laughs> and how far yeah. away is that from here, would you say? I think it still takes like 45 to an hour to get here. It takes yeah. like an hour to get here from Ballard. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, from Auburn, I I don't know, but I think she's sitting in the car for almost an hour. I have... Well, I used to have someone who would... She moved to New York, and she would book her flight and then book her hair appointment for like an hour after her flight was supposed to land and just get here literally from the okay. airport with from her the luggage. shuttle with mm-hmm. rolling in her luggage. Yep. Um, she doesn't do that anymore. I think she found a person that she likes in New York, but I would say my furthest is my mother. Yeah. <laughs> my mother's amazing. And she recruited like a ton of her friends. So uh, I have people coming from Bellingham, mm. which is 90 miles, which is 90 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got some other regular people who are not my mother <laughs> coming from like Shoreline, which is a good 45 like minutes Robert, as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just come in a different direction. Because I was like kind of specializing in texture too. Mm-hmm. There were gals. I remember she lives in Vancouver, but her sister lives here. So whenever she would come up, she'd book an appointment with me. Mm-hmm. But also like Shahalis, and it's like oh down there, there just wasn't anyone who could provide a good relaxer or even do a, a nice blowout for really curly hair. Which is so upsetting. And so it's like, it is upsetting. I'm like, what? No one knows how to use yeah. a blow dryer down there? What kind of school are you going to? Which... Yeah, anyway. But to be honest, in my school, too, I mean, I did a couple of relaxers, but I really learned how to do hair when I did my apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. that's that's why. Yeah. That's why. We're in a lack of skill or... Knowledge. Yeah. Comfortability. Comfort zone, I yeah. feel like in school, sure, you'll learn a relaxer, but you're not going to learn it on naturally coiled hair you might learn it on a friend who has wavy hair right totally um i feel like textured hair isn't touched on nearly enough in beauty school and i see why too because with someone who has naturally very curly hair you don't want to take that chance because so, there's too much margin of error sure. going to a school with someone <laughs> sure. who might not know very well how to do it i get it like yeah, yeah. i wouldn't test it either yeah Oh, so no. my ex sister in law has super curly hair like yours. She's strawberry blonde, but coiled curls. And she decided to go from Bellingham to the beauty school I was in in Mount Vernon, but not come see me. 
She went to someone else randomly. That's weird. And so I walk by and I see my sister-in-law and I was like, that's weird. And then it got me kind of upset. So I'm like, why did you drive 30 miles to go to some random person in the same beauty school as your (laughs) sister-in-law? But it was hilarious and it was total, I'd say karma, but it was, it was just pretty hilarious because I look back over and he's trying to blow dry her hair with a flat brush (laughs) and her hair was huge. And the look she had on her face looking at me made me smile. So funny. (laughs) But so when you say that, (laughs) I just picture her and her huge strawberry blonde afro. (laughs) It's so funny too. I actually went to visit my friend who was at school and I just was like, hey, just do me a blowout or something just to give her practice. But it's funny, too, how stylists kind of get into this mindset of like, well, I don't really want to do it, but I will. But you could tell she did not want to do this for me the whole time. So it's like, why offer? Mm -hmm. She gave me that blowout. I walked out like this. (laughs) She's gesturing like like a I was like, you're not even going to hit it with an iron? And she's like, no. Like, you could tell she was just spent after that. And I was like, wow. She done. (laughs) This is the funny thing. She never ended up in the hair industry. She paid for all the school and everything. She never actually did. But that is the defining point right there. Right there. If you can't even, then you can't. Yeah. Because I walked out of there like, poof. And I was like, wow. I mean, I know you're in school, but you're not even going to do me the dignity of hitting it with an iron? Right? (laughs) Like, Reen, I'm so sorry. Let Let me hit this for a minute. I just... I am a people pleaser, though. But I was like, no, you. I would never let anyone walk out of even my school looking like that. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. My name's on that. I do not want anyone to see that my name's on that yeah. ever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. If you can't, then you shouldn't ever be in the hair industry. Because as we know, this takes blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> Truly. Truly. How far do people travel for you, Carrie? Um, Bellingham. Yeah. Yeah, I have some regulars coming from Bellingham. Yeah. But um, I also have people like from Edmonds come on regularly and Mm -hmm. yeah. Because we're close to the ferry, I do have some ferry folks. Oh my God. Oh yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think because West Seattle is the ferry. (laughs) The ferry folk. You mean Fashion? Are you thinking? And Bainbridge. So there was a gal who... Needed a Brazilian blowout, but I guess over there, there's also, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's stylists I think it's there, slim pickings if you're slim. picky, too. So um, I have a couple of those for sure. What yeah. constitutes a Brazilian blowout? It's a keratin <laughs> treatment, basically, oh, which it. smooths. If you have curly hair, it'll drop your curl. It'll stretch it out. Mm-hmm. But it's also like a reconstructing. So if you have highly processed hair, it kind of feeds the hair. It'll put back some structure that's been blown out chemically. Keep it from <laughs> completely breaking out. off. <laughs> Just like chemicals. <laughs> so many chemicals. We've all done it. Well, this has been a really great night talking to you. Is there anything else that you want to say before we... I just want to thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And also just to catch up because it's been a little while since Mm -hmm. we've hung out. I know. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.
Hey, thanks for listening to Hair Talk with Carrie Colts. Our next episode will be dropping um, in two weeks, December 20th. Our schedule will be every other Monday. Uh, a new episode will come out. You can look back on our previous episodes um, at hairtalkpodcast.com. And you can also engage with us on our Facebook group. It is called Hair Talk with Carrie Colts. Maybe it's just Hair Talk with Carrie. Hair Talk with Carrie. And I'm putting together a new episode that is all about the clients. My first question for them is, what is your biggest pet peeve when coming to the salon or barbershop? So if you can, if you do have some time, I would love it if you could go Get on that group and vote um, for your favorite pet peeve, and we will talk about it on the show. Uh, I think that's it. I hope I didn't overwhelm you. I'm a little overwhelmed, but I hope you um, have a great day today.